Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. Um, if you want to know the seven habits you need to just unlock your natural extroversion, you can do these seven steps literally from anywhere. Go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. This is number seven, not the, the word seven. What's up? It's Dallas, the host of this podcast. And in this episode today, I want to talk about, you know, the whole do looks matter thing. Like, should you look good as a guy in order to be better socially? Um... You know, there's so much to say about this. Man, crap. I didn't even know there was so much to say about this until I, I turn on the mic. Because I literally just think of a concept, turn on the mic, and I just start talking. Um, because I've worked on that ability. I talked in the last episode to free associate and kind of pull ideas from my life and out there. Because I rehearse doing so every single day when I have a podcast. It's one of the number one habits I say, man. Start recording yourself. Start speaking every day. Um, but yeah, like I remember, uh, you know, I grew up in you know same way as everybody else uh on the internet looking for better ways to be social you know and one of the primary things in that journey was um you know learning not only social skills itself but learning how to work on my inner core confidence my inner game learning to expel my trauma so i can interface with people better you know and i wanted a couple things i wanted a great friend group that loved me i wanted society to admire me and adore me i wanted a girlfriend i wanted all the things every young guy wants to be the man to be the hero of his own story but one of the constant things that, you know, uh, would constantly like the guys that I look up to, they would say was that, you know, looks don't matter. Looks don't matter. Don't focus on looks like looks aren't important. Screw looks like, you know, what matters is your, you know, what's inside. What matters is the energy state that you're presenting to society that they can feed off of. And, you know, a lot of my life, I really thought that was BS, you know, um, obviously like you go to high school like you look at general society like you genuinely look at society and you know um people who look good have an easier time with almost everything people who who like people who are rich for example have an easier time with with, with socializing with dating with all these different things and so for a long time i thought it was bs um but to make a long story short you know i remember like you know um, you fast forward a few years down the line after you know listening to these videos and listening to these guys and working on my social skills over and over and over again, and um, I started my social skills journey ironically when when I was a wrestler in high school, and I was probably around 147. Well, I was 147. I was weighing around 147. I'm about 5'11", 6 feet. Um, really, I, I'm six feet flat. You know, I don't want to say that because it kind of puts people off the podcast. Like, oh, you're taller, so da 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 which is not even tall well yeah it's tall i'll be honest but um people are taller in the world but that's completely besides the point um you know i was i was light, lightweight you know i was super fit and i remember like back then like i was full of so so much anxiety so much fear you know my like my social skills was wonky like you know i had worked on it at the height of my wrestling career to that point to four years and i was pretty decent but I remember fast forwarding like five years after that, you know, turning 23 and 24 here in L.A., you know, and, you know, uh, during the pandemic, the pandemic was such a crazy time. Like, you know, I, like, obviously, I've always been tapped into the social skills game. I've always been tapped into the business game. I've always been working on myself and working on improving. Um, but we stayed in the house for literally two years. Like, there was literally a period of time where every single day, you know, um, I would Uber Eats like me and me and my girlfriend would uber eats like shake shack or um dave's hot chicken we would get pizza hut like we were just going crazy every single day um and uh you know the thing about weight gain is weight gain kind of sneaks up on you 
like it's kind of like the snake in the grass that you don't see until it's too late um and before i knew it like my hair was like if you follow me on instagram i'll send you like a picture or something like my hair was like nappy it was like overgrown i didn't I, like back then i never retwisted my hair like it had probably been two years since i retwisted my hair so it looked awful like i was growing out this beard and it was patchy and out of control you know my chin my, my cheeks looked like i swallowed a hamster like um or had a, like you know a lot of food in them like but it was things that i didn't notice it was things that were creeping up on my life i didn't notice this whole thing was an issue until like there were points in my life where i was walking up flights of stairs and like i would or cleaning up the room sweeping the room and i would get overheated and exhausted and have to sit down and i was like this is crazy you know um you know i i, I stepped on a scale one day and whereas i was 147 in high school i stepped on a scale and i was weighing it like 196 almost pushing 200 um i think it was like 196.4 one day and i'd never weighed that much in my life and i, I checked like the bmi and all that and they say I, I was out of the healthy range i was overweight and i would i would like do these little things i would walk in the bathroom and i would turn sideways in the mirror just to see like my profile of my body and like and i look terrible you know, it was a point where i could almost not see my feet you know um and i felt terrible all the time i felt sickly um to make a long story short, we were getting our rent paid throughout the pandemic with government money. Um, a lot of people would be scared to admit that, but I am who I am. You can be who you are. That's cool. I don't care about who you are. You can care about who I am. Um, we were getting our rent paid with the government money. And that government money, I think in the year... I hope this AC is not too loud. Let me turn it down a little bit. In the year of 2021, I think, or something like that, that money came to an end. Um, and so August of 2021, I had to go find out employment. And you know, I, I, like I was looking for an environment where I could actually expand and be myself and be around people again. But man, like I started working at this casino and I was like kind of nervous, low key, like, like to be honest, like I looked terrible. I looked terrible. Um, I looked absolutely terrible. <laughs> and um, not only did I look terrible, uh, I felt terrible. And for a long time my energy was terrible because I didn't want to go back to work I wanted to work my business and excel in my life in the ways that I wanted to pursue my dreams all these things um and so you know the first few months I was working there like I was just like a black hole of darkness like I hated working there I hated everything about it like I hated life at that point in time I was depressed to the point where I was having like psychosis you know I was getting like eviction notices on my door um from the people who you know owned the apartment because um, we were missing rent routinely and we were so behind on everything because I gambled it all on business and to be honest like not a lot of people like fucked with me at that time you know not a lot of people were friends with me not a lot of people cared about like I was just like kind of like a nobody like um, people just didn't really care who I was most people probably didn't like me you know or you know or either didn't think anything of me or didn't like me um, and you know there's a swirl of ideas and thoughts in your brain it's just like, um, you know, like, you know, it, it, you know, you look in the mirror every day and like, this is the reason, like, these are the reasons, like, man, look at you, like, you've practiced social skills for seven, eight years at this point, nine years, um, and you suck, you know, this environment, you know, if you died, they would probably be happier, you know, um, you know, it's probably, I don't, I don't mean to sound harsh, you know, obviously, I don't want anybody out there to think that about themselves, it's not true, um, 
but you know you feel these things like man like i'm just being exaggerate exaggerating about it but you know you feel just crazy things about yourself like man look at me i look terrible like i really look terrible and i thought my social skills and you know my standing in the environment was really suffering because of that you know um but funny thing is you know that spring came around and that was the first time in my life where you know i started to adopt a bunch of habits because i realized my place in life after failing over and over in business i had an epiphany of who i wanted to be and i was not able to i wasn't going to sacrifice that that person for anything else um i wasn't going to sacrifice my happiness anymore and so i started working on myself working on myself working on myself and serendipitously through that process serendipitously i shed a lot of the trauma that i had on the surface and became a more whole complete and pure person in terms of energy i started to meet you know people around me i had one friend at the time two maybe two i had two friends at the time in, in, in work and they started to reintroduce to me like the joy of uh, in art the, you know the joy in life um the joy in everything around us you know we started to have fun and and chat and, and laugh and have a good time and the funniest thing you know I, back then i was probably still weighing around like 190 or 180 or something like that but immediately like everything around me began to change like there was just this upward spiral because we was always talking and laughing and having a good energy even though i look freaking terrible um everything around me like you know like people started to like me see we started to want to be friends with me people started to notice my presence people started to be cool with me um and that was one of the moments in life where it just kind of all came full circle you get lost in the dark and you feel like dang like these guys on the internet they're really capping like they're really lying to me like it's not about energy it's really about looks it's about money it's about all these things these rich people in the casino they're giving them all the attention like all these things can get in your head but that was one of the full circle moments i realized like well like i must have really sucked before it really is about the energy that you have inside of you it really is about you know um shedding all the dark stuff and being a ray of light and people want to come to that red light. People want to come to that flame regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it feels like. You know, and the more I looked around me, my selective attention at this, at this time, you know, began to become more healthy. Um, I mean, my mind became more healthy, so my selective attention had began to correct its course and really see the truth of the life around me. And it's funny, like, when like I went through the things that I went through, I started realizing it. People were out there, like, even though I look pretty bad, you know, just, I think, look worse than me or were heavier than me or were broker than me. And they were still, like, the most loved the most adored the most championed like it started to like really click in my mind like oh well i was really tripping like I, I i was just not a pleasant person to be around my level of energy was just so low that it just repulsed people and repelled people because they can feel the neediness they can feel the attachment they can feel the need and the lack of love the lack of fulfillment the lack of dopamine in my own systems and they don't want to be around that and the more i started to go up the more i started to go up it started to change funny enough this is what i want to talk about in this podcast so um it was great life was absolutely great at that point last year was the prime of my life you know and hopefully this year will be the same but funny enough as you go up and change your level of energy as you become more whole as you expel the trauma that's keeping you being the person that you are um your habits begin to change with it and so i began to become excellent i began to become disciplined i began to focus and care about my life and take care of it and keep track of it and so i went on a weight loss journey and i went from 196 back to 150 149 uh my wrestling weight um if coach asked me to weigh in today i could weigh in and um the funniest thing happened uh obviously when you go on a weight loss journey this is a tip that i want to give you in this podcast episode um when you go on a weight loss journey everything all this fat is sucked off of your body um and so everything as a byproduct chisels up and a lot of us guys like you know we have amazing facial structures um 
And so when you lose and you cut weight, this is a tip. Like this is how to be hot. Essentially, uh, when you lose weight, your jaw, like not, your jawline, begins to sharpen up. Uh, follow me at, at Dallas the Pop Star on Instagram. Um, you can see like my story. Like my jawline has chiseled up a huge amount. Um, my cheekbones have begun to pop out and pronounce. Um, my brow line, you know, pronounced. You know, um, you know, my cheeks are, you know, kind of hollowed out and sunken in, and like. You know, uh, there are people in my life like telling me like, like, dang, like you should model. Like, man, people come to me every day and be like, you look good. Like, man, like I love your style. Like you, you a handsome dude. Like, you know, um, I've had like friends of like my girlfriend, like telling me like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he look good. Like truth be told, uh, you know, and that evolution that I went through, you know, getting my six pack, that getting my, getting, th- this is the most important part, I think for me. You know getting the structure of your face back you know that's a you know that's 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 you know um that's the the so the beauty standard in society is what i'm saying you know this is about standards and beauty standards and obviously there's life and paradigms outside of the golden jail outside of beauty standards outside of being this person that everybody wants you to be you shouldn't pursue who everybody wants you to be but i'm speaking just purely from a tactical point of view from if you listen to this podcast if you want a tactic that you can use that's kind of what i'm talking about you get to the lower i mean you probably think you're like an ugly person if you get to your you know your lowest healthy weight you'll probably like be one of the most handsome people you know um and that's just the truth of the matter and you can look at like look up ufc fighter patty pimblett um and look at his face when he like uh is not on a weight cut you know what i'm saying he's a handsome guy to me regardless shout out to patty but you can see like by societal beauty standards and look at when he's on a weight cut look how his face chews up look how his jawline comes out like bro he, he could be on the front of a magazine everything changes when you go from x to z i mean x y to z um, uh, when you when you drop to your lowest weight, when you at, at the pinnacle of your fitness, like you're not ugly. Like you you by societal beauty standards, you're never ugly. But by society societal beauty standards, like you get closer to the golden ratios, you get closer to the edge of what people think is acceptable. And I tell you, think we're beautiful before. Um, but I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said like when you get to your lowest weight, they go from great from beautiful to to boring. You know, and, and it gets to boring because it's just freaking too, like, it's just too easy. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you, it, it, it gets to that point where it's just ridiculous. You know, I've had days in my life where, to be honest, I'm tired of attention. You know what I mean? And that sounds like narcissistic. Uh, you know, it, and sometimes I cringe at like, myself saying this because I'm like, dang, my coworkers listen to this. Is this what you think about yourself? I mean, I'm just telling the reality of my life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, I'm tired of attention. I'm tired of people looking. I'm tired of talking. Um, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. And you'll get to that place, too. Um, and so the point that I want to make in this podcast is, is that, you know, obviously your level of energy matters. I mean, I want to talk. I want to give a little discourse on this because it's not super clear. First of all, if there's a chicken and an egg dynamic. When you're at your, you know, at your when you look your best, when you dress your best, um, I think a lot of the times, you know, it really depends on who you are because if you're somebody like me who worked on themselves and then the habits follow suit what kind of happens is you're already in an upward spiral of momentum you're already in an upward spiral of energy and then you you kind of um you kind of like your habits and your body and everything follows that and so you get even more results but because you're already in a healthy and whole and complete place instead of the results being a crutch to where they destroy you they enhance you 
And so, of course, the energy and who you are and your in 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 and being whole and complete and trauma free comes first, or else it'll just be a nasty process. Like you know, people will look good and no one wants to be around. They completely suck. But you know, um, these things are like the cherry, like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. It takes it to the next level when you've done it the right way. You know, tactics and strategies. What I'm saying is they do work if you allow them to enhance the game that's already there instead of using them as the game itself. Um, so that's the first thing I want to say. Um, the second thing I want to say is, you know, uh, yeah, it, it makes things easier. Like, let's be honest, it makes things easier to have money, to have looks. If you're coming from a place of great energy, if you're coming from a place of purity, if you're coming from a place of love um, and not lack in, 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 in trauma. I don't like because I say people rich, rich and look good all the time and no one likes them. Uh, I see it every single day. But because they because they're using these things as a bypass to the trauma that's underneath the surface, as a as a as a way to acquire, as a as a way to fill up their lack, and people can feel that nastiness. You can feel that black hole within them. Um, but you know, it's like if you are complete, you know, uh, it's like a pulley system almost. You know, it takes a certain amount of force to move this stone. Okay, and the more your energy goes up, you know the more force like the more force you have to push on the stone but the more every every accent piece every more you brush up on your social skills the more you brush up on your tactics the more you brush up on like the accent pieces of your life like how you look how you dress um it's almost like a pulley system like not only are you gaining more force but less force is required you know because it's being distributed through this pulley system and so it kind of hypercharges what you already have and that's how you gain an unfair advantage that's how you get to the next step um, that's how you make life kind of crazy um, even with things like weight loss or dressing well I believe it's almost impossible to do from a place of lower energy like you hate yourself you don't like yourself you don't love yourself um, you're not gonna have the energy or the bandwidth to actually you know display something like excellence and discipline um, it's really only from a place of love that those things happen so it's hard to do the other way but some people are just so driven by validation that they find a way um, so yeah, we, we talk about this all, all this stuff on the seven habits, by the way. But you know, those those are the two things I have to say. So it makes life a ton easier. Um, you know, because it requires less force. It's like it's like like in marketing, you know, there's the story, the hook, and there's offer. And in some in every way, in in, in, in ways like in social socializing, you know, it kind of follows the same pattern, you know, the hook story offer. Like there's a a a, a package of components that go into you and know, the way you interact with people. And who you are, your energy and everything is is, is the story in, in the offer, you know, but the hook, you know, what draws people in is what curiosity is what people see across the room. It increases the range of, of your game, essentially, like, you know, um, you can hook people in, you can gain eyes, you can gain curiosity, you can gain views. It's the marketing for everything that's happening underneath the surface. Um, and so I want you to think about it like that, like, you know, um, I want you just to break down what I'm talking about in this podcast episode. I want to say it like this: like, you know, one of the things that I I, I learned early as a as a marketer, as a person that was doing business online, was they say, uh, you know, I would I would go and I would put like a product. Like my first product was here. I'll give you beats, okay. Um, and for a long time, like my first business, everybody says me it was all right business. It was getting all right results. It was average, um, maybe even slightly above average, but it was getting all right results. Um, but to make a long story short, you know, you can see like a lot of beat makers online, you know, they get all right results like, but, but, 
but eventually those results are muted and they're drowned because the industry becomes saturated because everybody comes in and they do the same thing. They can easily, if you make beats, they can make beats. They can copy your product. They can copy your swag like super easy. Um, whereas, and so a lot of the marketers I look up to, they talk about that because they had the same struggle. Like they made an offer and somebody came and cloned it and they outperformed. They made another offer, they came and out, out, you know, cloned and outperformed. And so the marketers, you know, like Russell Brunson, they scratched their head like, okay, how do we, how do we get around this? How can we make it so that we can own a marketplace because we have an offer that, I mean, a product that no one can copy? How we do something that's unique to us? Because what that allows you to do is if you have a product versus a product, the person who charges the low, lowest for the product is going to win. And so if you charge lower, the person's just going to charge lower than you. And it becomes a race to the bottom. That's why having a product is bad because people can just copy it. And so what the marketers decided to do was, okay, let's upgrade this. Let's make it, let's, let's set up forever on a product. Let's take our unique abilities that no one else has, has and make a suite of products. Okay, let's make an offer is what they call it. And so they make, if you're a beat maker, they'd be like, all right, let's make beats. And the people online, they come in and you're selling yours for $100. They come in, they make beats and they sell it for $100 product versus product they try to undercut you in price they sell it for 95 so you sell it for 90 then they sell it for 85 then you sell it for 80 and eventually everybody's on YouTube like oh free beats because no one can sell anything but with the marketers that they said they okay they're beat makers but I got some things that they don't got so we're gonna give them the beats right next thing we're gonna do we're gonna give them a course on how to actually take those beats and rap over them and market them and the next thing we're gonna give them is engineering for those beats and the next thing we're going to give them is all the files for those beats. And the next thing we're going to give them is like, you know, they just add on and on and on and on, you know. Um, so what else? What else do they do? Um, next thing we do, we, we have we have a studio. So we're going to offer them free recording time for these beats that they purchase, you know. Uh, and so the person that's trying to copy your product, they might not, they might not have the ability to engineer. They might not have the ability to they might not have a studio that they can invite them to to actually rap over these beats. They might not have made it an industry, so they can't offer them a blueprint on or a course on how to make it an industry. So now you'll charge your product for a thousand dollars, and because there's no substitute, no one can undercut you in price, um, and the industry will be forced to accept it because there's no better alternative. You're in a class and a category of your own. That's what a product is versus an offer. Um, so if you're making a business, you always want to create an offer. Okay, like for me, um, if I were offering you guys something, which I'll be offering you guys something. Um, you know, obviously, I'll coach you on, you know, the, the general industry. They're coaching you on how to get better social skills. Okay, I'll coach you on how to get better social skills, but I coach you on something more powerful than that. You know, I coach you on how to remove your trauma so that you can go back to your next, your natural extroversion. Because I like their 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 product. They're coaching you on how to get social skills. That takes years. That takes going out every single night. That takes hours in the club. But you're already social. So if I just take away your trauma, that can be done in 30 days, you know, um, just hypothetically speaking. I'm not a psychologist or nothing or a trauma specialist, but just hypothetically speaking, for me, it was an overnight experience. I just shed my trauma and I was just instantly social. Um, it's So not only is the product more effective, but it's quick, more quickly delivered and it's an entirely different product. Um, now, to get sharper and to get better results and get better experiences, I teach you social skills on top of that. The next thing I teach you, I teach you, okay, how to get, you know, how to be hot, for example. Um, and so I'll give you all my meal plans, all my diet plans, all my exercise workouts, all my routines, like everything. I give you strategies on how to get taller because I've grown taller this year through some of the stretches that I've been doing. Um, 
you know, uh, on top of that, I can offer you um, how to have like conversation secrets, like how to have a conversation, the things you say, you know, push, pull, lean in and lean out. Like um, it's a suite of products. And if you can't get that same solution anywhere else, you'll pay any price for it. That's kind of the idea behind it. And so the way that ties into social skills uh, and socializing is this. The way you look is a piece of your offer. Your social skills, your energy, the way you look, they're all pieces of your offer. You want to think of yourself as an offer suite or as a product uh, as, as a product or offer in marketing. And the more currencies you have, obviously the more powerful your offer will be. And if you can make that offer super powerful, people will pay any price for it because you're a unique offer in the marketplace as a young man. If there's no bone that can copy your swag, copy your sauce, and do exactly how you do, then you win the game every single time. You know, I say often, like, I don't feel like I can miss a shot this year, to be honest. You know, I don't mean the shot, like, romantically, because I'm taken, but just in general, a social shot. You know, if I was the CEO of a company, I wanted to talk to him, I'm sure he would talk to me. I don't feel like I can miss a shot. It's because this offer that I'm offering, like, it's, it's unique. You know, um, they cannot readily replace it with the next person. If there's no difference between you and the next person, they can just bypass you. But they see, okay, this person is a one of one. They have no choice but to interact with you. They have no choice but to be your fan. They have no choice but to be a buyer. I hope they explained that well. But, um, yeah, being hot. Um, it makes things a lot easier if you if it's coming from the right place. And so, you know, that's how to be hot. That's why you should be hot. Um. If you want to learn the seven habits to remove your trauma and step into your natural extroversion instead of going all the way, learning social skills, learning how to make 100000 learn how to drive the BMW, all these things. If you always want to do it the easy way, www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. Go and download the seven habits, man. They are insane. The PDF. I try to get it up for you tonight. I've been exhausted lately. I've been paddling over and over. I've been doing, I've been doing so much lately, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but we're going to try to get it up for you today, man. I'm, I'm making this offer as perfect as possible so that you can enjoy it. So with that being said, go and download that. When it's up, you'll hear the ads come on the podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. Thank you. This is Dallas Associates for Dummies. I'll see you tomorrow.